you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. I'm Osis Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There she is. The Iron Lady sings it. When she sings it, you know we're live on the Chris Voss Show. Welcome to Chris Voss Show. The family that loves you but doesn't judge you, Lisa, as harshly as your mother-in-law, because we all know she doesn't like you anyway, ever. She never did. So maybe you had a chance for about five seconds, but no. Anyway, guys, we bring you the smartest people in the world to tell you about what they do, how to do it, and improve the quality of your life. The CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, governors, Congress members, U.S. ambassadors, astronauts, Pulitzer Prize winners, people who write some amazing books, tell amazing stories that can improve the quality of your life because stories, ladies and gentlemen, are the owner's manual to life. I actually had to remember that for a second. So welcome to the crowd of people that listen to the Chris Voss Show and bask in the glow. Today we have an amazing young lady on the show, Dr. Tommy Mitchell. Mitchell. Let me recut that. I don't know what's going on today. Dr. Tommy Mitchell joins us on the show today. She is a board-certified family physician, author, and wellness productivity coach. And uh, she has over 10 years of experience providing client-focused community-based care. She's a parent, a wife, and an entrepreneur, and understands the challenges of balancing family and work demands, and has seen firsthand how many family life problems are rooted in mental wellness and mindset. She has a passion for mental health and strives to eliminate stigmas associated with mental health and stress using family medicine principles to guide her holistic wellness practice. Welcome to the show, Tommy. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? There you go. I'm good. Is it is it Tommy or Tommy? I get both, but Tommy, I get both. It depends on where I am, who I'm with, I guess. <laughs> is there one you prefer? I, I respond to both. It's there you go. Mother. All right. I respond to just any four-letter expletive that's thrown All right. I figure, it's, I, figure, I figure it's coming in my direction. I'm oh, probably, yeah. I probably do it anyway. What's the title of your book that you have? Yeah, it's coming out early first quarter 2024 it's a long title mm-hmm. it's called it's called the soul sucking and Interjoining life of physician how to live a life of service without losing oneself so that was obviously it's soul sucking and Interjoining life of physician yeah how to live a life of service oh yeah and help people without losing yourself true story <laughs> the soul so sucking i had to get book. it off my chest so it, wow yeah maybe next time i'll call it soul sucking a lot easier it's a mouthful <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of there's a lot of buildup in that book a lot oh, of there is, and it's you know what the next the one i have the second one that's coming after that that one is really the icing on the cake this one's mm-hmm. tame i started this one a few so years ago you know how it is when you start a book a process yeah. it takes, it's like a birthing process a very like you're birthing an elephant not a human an elephant like a two-year gestation yeah. elephant that was what I birthed. <laughs> one, one bite at a time. That's how I looked at a book was one bite at a time. Yeah, definitely. Just like I'm going to slowly write for an hour a day and then it turns into something. So now is that on Amazon yet where people can pre-order it? I will have those details shortly. So okay. depending on, so yeah. 
So the it best will be way available for, for pre-order. Best way for people to stay in touch with that is touch on your website and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, holisticwellnessstrategies.com. There you go. Be announced there. So give us a 30,000 overview of what you do and how you do it there. I help individuals really stop putting band-aids on their lives so they can live mm. the best version of themselves. Because the fact is, I've been in this medical career for over a decade. We've been doing things so backwards. <laughs> Healthcare is so screwed up. <laughs> and I've seen it with all due respect. I drank the Kool-Aid for a very long time. And then my own life experiences and then finding amazing community who share different similar values when it comes to healthcare, mental health, what really is making, what really are the root causes of the challenges we have is mm. life. I, I'm sorry. I'm a physician. I am. I really am. But I feel like we've done mental health a disservice. And part of it is because we refuse to have those awkward conversations. Mm -hmm. There you go. And so I, I, I guess a lot of uh, a lot of external health problems, or I guess technically internal health problems, maybe come from our mental health? Yes. Most of our stuff is from the inside out, and most of our issues from the first 10 years of our lives. Really? First 10 yes, years? Yes. We spend 50, 60, 70 years getting over the first 10 years of our lives. Wow. I'm glad mm -hmm. you're validating that for me. We have a lot of people on the show that talk about trauma, childhood yeah. trauma, and you can see the effects over the course of their life and you can see the patterns. You can see, you know, all the wreckage behind you. And yeah. sometimes it takes people to their, like in their fifties to go, we should probably look into this mess that's going on. All right. So why <laughs> give up the best years of your life struggling when you could deal with it and get the help so you can have an amazing life. We should all just get psychiatrists at 10. Well, that's another story entirely. We won't go there. <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer. I can great. tell you, you love the, uh, the healthcare system. So give us a little bit yeah. of your journey. How did you get into being a doctor, want to get into this field, yeah. et cetera, et cetera? I, like many of us, wanted to help people, like literally. <laughs> and, <I> was <laughs> and then also, I think, because not a thing, my father is, is a physician. So I was brainwashed okay. as a child, right? <laughs> to be a doctor, be an engineer, to be a lawyer. I had to pick one in order to be, you know, part of the family. So I picked wow. medicine and I actually truly, genuinely love it. Uh -huh. I picked family medicine, the least glamorous out of all the, you know, the areas of medicine. That is what I chose to be by choice. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I did that to myself. <laughs> you said you were brainwashed first. So which well, is yeah, you have it? to be, you have to be a little crazy to do this, <laughs> do this work. <laughs> at, least the, at least the work with the insurance companies. I hear that's a nightmare for doctors. Oh, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, the patients probably are. There's, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster on <laughs> so, so many levels. You could be, I don't know, working construction. I don't know. There you go. You know, speaking of construction, I actually used a tool this morning. It was called a hammer. I hung oh, really? that picture up there. Quite proud oh, okay. of myself. So it's straight, hopefully. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, maybe oh, there's a burgeoning career there. Oh, uh, I know. I can be, you, might like more. you might like more. There's, there's no insurance. There is insurance than in construction. So it might be up. So what do you, what, you do in a number of things there at your, I guess, clinic that you have. Where, where yeah. are you located at? I'm actually by the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Physically, I'm in Canada right now, though uh -huh. my life has taken me in the U.S., England, all over the world. So I'm in Canada, my mm -hmm. medical practice. However, my coaching practice is global with yeah. most of my clientele within North America. Okay. Cool. But then my reach with my business, my podcast is further. It's more, it's international. So there you go. And what's yeah. the name of the podcast? 
The Mental Health and Wellness Show. The Mental Health and Wellness Show. Yes. That's which is the opposite of ours called the Unmental and Unhealthy Show. Hey. <laughs> Opposites attract, at least initially. They do. Right? Very right? good. Very good. So you do coaching, speaking, employee wellness, online courses, and events. primary care. So I mm-hmm. I blend them together so that I have patients who are truly I'm their family doctor. I look after them, their kids, mm-hmm. their grandpas, everything. But then I have people who come to me because they realize that life is not working out, whether it's it's showing up in their relationships, showing up in the work. That's usually where people first come to terms with that there's an issue. It's usually when it hits work, not mm-hmm. so much the relationship piece. It's when it hits work, their pockets. Then mm-hmm. they listen up and be like, okay, I need some help. There you go. So what's a, what's a, what is a burnout? And you talk about burnout and help people burn out. Is that, is that a sign that it's time that they have an issue and they need to address it? It definitely is. Like WHO describes burnout as this like constant stress that's unmitigated and it's solely related to work. Mm. I beg to differ slightly. Burnout, mm. yes, it's continuous stress, but you can't put life in just little boxes because mm. our personal life impacts our work. Like, you can't separate the two because it's the same you going from your bed to the car or to your desk at work to the work. It's the same mm. mindset. It's the same way of doing life and seeing life. So mm. it's, that's why I look at it holistically. Holistic uh, wellness strategy. So often we look at things in silos, and that's where the problem is. You have to look at the full system. Oh, uh, right. So you, you can't to- just take a pill, two pills, and call me in the morning, sort of. Thing. Exactly. You have to look mm-hmm. at what else is going on, whether it's your emotional health, physical, financial, spiritual, intellectual. All of those things need to be looked at. There you go. So you need to be the full circumference of a human being as opposed to whatever. You know, I fixed I fixed some of this just by creating multiple personalities, and then I have to deal with the, the same person all the time. Oh, oh, there you go. You could have Monday. Yeah, Monday is Bob, and Tuesday is Doug, and Thursday is the guy who says "kill, kill, kill." The judge doesn't <laughs> listen to anymore. So there you go. Hey, if it <laughs> works, a hell of a happy, everyone around you happy. Hey. Yeah, there you go. As long as I stay away from that one, everyone's happy and nice. <laughs> stated, you know. I'll get the anchor bracelet off next month. I'm sure it'll all work out in court. As a wellness coach, what are some of the common challenges you observe among individuals struggling with burnout? Like, what are some yeah. of the signs? Like, if I'm out there in the audience going, I wonder if I'm burnout yet as, the, as their world is flaming around them. What are some of the signs and how do you address them? Yeah, like you just don't. Give a rat's tail no more. Like, just not giving <laughs> anymore. That's, that's, that's a sign. It's a just like, thing. fuck it, I don't care. Exactly. Thank you. Wow. Break the ice. That's Fridays <laughs> around here. The, and so, how do you dress them? How do you go, okay, well, we, we have some burnout now. What do we do? I keep it really simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like have this, I'm not a huge math fan, but I have a very basic equation. Mm-hmm. If your energy outputs is greater than your energy inputs, there's a situation. So we, we balance mm-hmm. it. We see, okay, what's going in your life mm-hmm. input, like the happy moments, the going on vacations, the self-development, the relaxation, whatever it is, crocheting, whatever your thing is, and the outputs, those soul-sucking energy vampires. And I allude to them in my book, more so in my second one, but those things that are sometimes very obvious and the things that may not be so obvious and the not so obvious is what really drains our batteries the most that's playing in our background. And it's usually replaying our thoughts, identity or beliefs that were created from 
the time little Johnny was a little boy in Wichita, wherever little Johnny grew up or mm -hmm. Susie. And that's what's draining us. But most people just look at the obvious. They think, oh, my boss is a, you know, my partner is a, you know, the, you know, got bills, but they're not looking at what's really going in the background. Mm -hmm. And and so they need to look at it and address it and say, hey, how, you need to help this. What are some practical strategies for maintaining a healthy work-life balance, especially in demanding <laughs> professions like healthcare? Yeah. So you really have to know when to say no. No can be a complete ah. sentence. Mm -hmm. No. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thinking about me, but no. There you go. Right? That's really hard for a lot of people because they're used to saying yes. They're people pleasers because they that was how they were programmed. That's how they their childhood was. They had to please, they thought they had to please people to get attention and that carried them. Mm-hmm. Right? Or they feel like they'd be less of a person if they say, I'm sorry, I appreciate you thinking of me, but in order for me to maintain the quality of work I like to give, I have to pick between project A and project B. What would you rather it be? Mm -hmm. Right? Boundaries. Creating time for yourself. And that is really important, especially for those who are self-employed. We have a lot of flexibility that someone who works at a regular nine to five has. Mm -hmm. We can largely pick our hours. So we can create times for those self-charging activities, whether it's a sport, a hobby, whether it's dancing, I'm, I love to dance, whether it's writing, journaling, picking up the phone and talking to your aunt from different time zone across mm -hmm. the country, mm -hmm. right? But if I don't have an aunt who's across the country, I'm just kidding. Uh, you talk about how mental fitness and resilience can be yeah. cultivated to cope with the pressures and challenges of a professional. Yeah. How do we know if we have any mental fitness? Mine's just fat, lazy on the couch. Mental fitness is ama amazing. You could be physically fit and not be mentally fit and vice versa. Mental <laughs> fitness is ability to see a challenge and quickly find an opportunity. Mm -hmm. How many individuals went through, you know, the past few years, same situation. Some were like, woo recharge like let's let's do something let's create something how many businesses were birthed in the past few years a lot, yeah a lot books too books a lot right of books. mine was birthed <clears throat> yeah. in a long gestational period but it was conceived yeah right yeah there's it, it was it was the, probably the best period for book writing ever in history there was a boom yeah. there never like in modern history there hasn't <clears throat> been a period like this Right. That's definitely true. But seeing a challenge and finding an opportunity, realizing that, you know what, maybe dependent being dependent on that situation isn't serving me. Maybe I'm not fully utilizing my skills. And that was one of my moments. I was like, I don't feel I'm being authentic to myself. I know I'm not. I remember going to Oprah years ago. Yeah, I went to an Oprah show mm -hmm. years ago, and she's talking about the authentic self. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not being authentic to my true self. I have way more skills mm -hmm. than what I'm using in this box that I was in. And having mm -hmm. the courage and the faith and the work ethic and be able to stick to it and actually work towards achieving a new reality for your life. Mm -hmm. That's very important. There you go. You, you know, you mentioned the word boundaries earlier too. Yeah. Boundaries are a real important thing that I, I find a lot of people don't employ or even know what they are these days. And, and boundaries on top of saying no seems like a really good way of keeping things in line. I don't know. 
Boundaries are critical. Like in, in my profession as physician, the first thing is like, sure, I can see you have a patient. Sure, I can do that. Sure, I can do that. Sure, I can do that. But then where do you sleep? Where do you rest? Where do you have time for yourself? Mm-hmm. You are human too. You are first a human. And the people that need you the most are the ones that will be thinking about you after the, my thoughts and prayers are with you or spoken because they have mm-hmm. moved on. Yeah. The boundaries are, are, are something that can really help, especially if you have toxic people in your life, yeah. and people that are emotional vampires. Yes. And, and, and you know, try, trying to keep sometimes those folks in line as well. 100%. I call them like they're soul sucking, right? They're emotional vampires. <laughs> title of your book. Oh, it's in there. Trust me. It's there. That's why it took so long to like write and got to get rid of my own vampires, you know? <laughs> In a nice way, of course. There you go. Hopefully, no. I mean, we'll we'll check your backyard with scanners. Uh, I know, right? Back there. So, what are some common misperceptions about burnout and wellness, and how do we kind yeah. of dispel those myths? A common misconception is if you love something, you shouldn't be ever be burnt out. You can love huh. something and be burnt out. What about right? someone? The same thing. You could love somebody and be exhausted, and they mm-hmm. could still be good for you. You just haven't taken the time to create those boundaries, reinvest some oh. time in them, have a fresh perspective on the relationship. And clearly there definitely can be situations where that person was for a season, not for mm-hmm. a lifetime. Okay. Uh-huh. That was for a season. Sometimes we try to put people who are seasons for a lifetime, or maybe mm-hmm. they're just for a moment, not uh-huh. for we are changing. If, if you're growing, Mm-hmm. on this continuum of life and the people around you are not taking the time to grow and invest in themselves. You will eventually not see eye to eye. Yeah. And so many times we say, Oh, that's my childhood buddy, or this is this person, but they're not growing. They're not moving forward. So they're moving backwards and they're holding you back because of their limited beliefs, their paradigms. They haven't taken the chance to much time to mature. Mm-hmm. And let's face it. If you all started off, let's say, you know, like many of us started off at the bottom, worked your way up. If all your friends were still scrumming for a couple of bucks, how it's going to be hard to be like, hey, let's go hang out. Maybe we should go meet up in Malibu this weekend or let's go jet to like London. There's a really good show going on. You're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a very I know it's, it may seem like an odd example, but that's what happens. You change too much that you're so different that your, your inner circle has to change. It doesn't mean that you can't maintain a relationship with them. It's just the type of relationship may have to change. And the fact is, it's probably changing already, but you just haven't yeah. come to terms with it. Yeah, so that's, that's true. Life. You can, you can outgrow people. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting to me, the dynamic that people in relationships have, like some people, they can out one outgrows the other. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen that with my business partner oh, where, yeah. where, you know, I, I grew into something completely different. He stayed just a stick in the mud, cowboy shit kicker. Right. Um, and that doesn't serve you. That doesn't help. Yeah. You're going to, it's going to be friction and it's going to hold you back. Yeah. Didn't right? help in the end. And then some people you see, they just weirdly grow together in some sort of weird thing. Like you ever meet a couple and they're just fucking weird. But they're it's both amazing. weird together. They're both weird. They both have the same haircuts. Yeah. Like they both like complete each other's sentences. Yeah. It's beautiful, harmonious. But they're but sometimes they're just weird together. Like you look at them and you go, I I see why you two are together because you're the same and you're fucking weird, and yes. no one else on the planet would want to be with either of you because <laughs> you're crazy. 
I love it. There are people like that. And you know what? <laughs> yep. But they're not your they're not your people. They're not right? my weird. They're not your weird. weird. You just be like, okay, what's I think up? Why? Keep I think it's what you have to do in dating and finding your people. You just have to find your weird. You have to know yourself. And you have to know what you want. And you need to know what it should look like, feel like, taste like, like all your senses. You should really get that clear. Here, I'm going to see what it tastes like. Yeah? It Salty? tastes like, I probably should have showered this week. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, but you did mention that, you know, you see, I, somewhere in there you, you said about taking care of yourself or developing yourself. Yeah. I know one thing that some people feel in relationships where they they try and grow together and be together and be as one. And I think it's really unhealthy where really you should try and make the best version of yourself and compliment each other. What do you think about that? I agree. And it should be two whole people coming as one. And yeah, you might have a strength and that person might not and work together towards a, some common goals, right? There has to be similarities mm -hmm. where you're working towards a similar goal. Otherwise it's like going right and left if your goal is towards honesty and integrity and the other person is like you know yeah so values too are yeah important. values oh that's i love that yeah. word so yeah. you know that's a, that's a classic i love that word value yeah that's so your word. values are aligned because if they're not aligned then then you're not yeah. yeah and so these are really important things and you're you're right if people aren't happy at work there's usually stuff going on at home I've seen that as a CEO over the years where yeah. if I've got employees that are struggling, you know, you've got to sit down with them and go, you know, what's going on? And, you know, usually it's something at home. It usually uh, is. Same here. I've had, you know, over 100 employees over the years and it's mm -hmm. it's something at home. They, they were once this nice person to deal with. Now it's like this different animal. Yeah. And it's your fault. Everything's your fault. You're like, okay, I did that. I did that. What is it? It's. Yeah. And it, my, my issue is I usually have to solve the problem so they can start selling again. So I got to play psychologist and go wander through their head and figure it out. And why doesn't their wife love them? And why is their marriage working? And, you know, it, it, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, why is this my problem? I don't get paid for this. I, I should have really, I really should have started a psychiatry business in the side in most of my companies. Oh, there you go. Maybe next. See you and psychiatrist. Just lay on the couch. Tell me why your mom didn't <laughs> hug you enough. Now go sell some shit, damn it. Make your quota. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, when you talk to people, it looks like what you do also on your website is you work with corporations and organizations yeah. to talk about burnout. Tell us what sort of services and things you do there. Yeah. So I've had the pleasure of, you know, partnering with other businesses where we've gotten to like whether fortune 500 companies or smaller mm -hmm. mom and pop businesses where we first we listen what's going on right that's mm -hmm. the first thing you gotta do you gotta listen and then take that information and then process it and then ask questions and usually the common denominator there's a few common denominators one this burnout has three layers okay there's the personal mm -hmm. stuff Okay, the individual, the employer, they have their mm -hmm. own stuff that come from home, life, whatever. Then there's the teams. Like maybe this person is not a good manager for this group of individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the system in which they're placed in. Mm -hmm. So in order to truly deal with burnout holistically, you have to look at all the three layers because it's a disservice to tell your employees, go exercise, do mindfulness training, here's yoga, go do this. When you're giving unrealistic expectations at work with crazy deadlines and not giving the resources and sometimes not giving the respect they need to do the job. Oh. Right. Mm -hmm. You're telling them to fish with no fishing tools. You're mm -hmm. like, go get it. 
and they're like, what? Mm -hmm. And burnout's probably really big for organizations and people these days. You've probably seen an increase of it with COVID. Massive increase. Remote working and crises and... uh, (laughs) You know, just all the crazy things that are going on. There's a lot of crazy right now. Yeah, running out of eggs. You know, that Mm -hmm. was a big deal there for a while. Yep. Yeah. And so burnout is probably big for organizations right now. It's huge. And you know what? Organizations, they care about a lot of things. And let's face it, every organization, a business has to make money. Mm -hmm. And it affects their bottom line. If a third of their most efficient, productive employees are on short-term disability or long-term disability or underperforming, that impacts them significantly because let's face it, in most businesses, it's a, it's 20% that do 80% of the work. Yeah. That's the truth. You do not want your golden eggs to stop popping out those golden eggs. <laughs> I, I, yeah. You want those golden eggs popping you out. You need those golden eggs because if they stop and they're like, screw this, I'm going to start my own business. <laughs> Good luck. There you go. It's it's an interesting world that we live in right now. And I think probably, you know, as we've talked about, people are experiencing burnout more than more. Any success stories you want to share out maybe of clients you work with or helping people overcome burnout and improving their overall well-being? Yeah, there's been so many success stories because frankly, Mm -hmm. if you do the work, you can you're consistent and you're honest with yourself and you will get results. So I've seen success stories where the best stories are the ripple effects. And Mm -hmm. that that puts a smile on my face where it's not just that individual that is healthier, happier, more productive, a nicer human being to be around their community benefits, their workplace benefits, their home benefits. And, and then sometimes you see them like find themselves again, that joy, that spark. Mm -hmm. That's like, to me, that's everything. Yeah. It's that ripple effect. It's not just about the person in front of me. It's the people that they're connected to. And when I see downstream the blessings, I am beyond thankful. Now, the individual who gets better and keeps it to themselves, that's great. But in my, what I want to do is amplify these blessings, these changes. Because it's not just about that person. It's about the people that they're connected to because we are a global community. Mm-hmm. So if I get to do that, if I get to push that domino just right, and they influence people who are making decisions that impact us as a society, and that has happened, I can't mm-hmm. share the details, just being vague, but yeah. you know, that brings joy to my life. Because again, being on this journey is not something that I knew I was going to be on before. The doctor piece I knew, but the mm-hmm. talking, speaking, keynote, writing, that was birthed out of situation in life and being like, if I'm going to go through something, what do I have to do to make my experiences so much worth it? Like, what do I need to do to make that painful situation something that's no longer painful? So that's, I think that's the answer for a lot of us who are on this journey. And those of us who birthed businesses or really took that leap to make it more formal during the past three years, we'll just call them the past three years. You know, I think there has to be a connection to what you're doing because when you have a passion and purpose, it brings happiness. Definitely. Definitely. You talk about using time management as a way to manage your stress. 100%. There's a saying we all know, time is money, but I also add time management is money well spent. Mm -hmm. 
every hour, you only have 24 hours in a day at best, right? And we don't all, we'll, we might get to start it, but there's no guarantee we'll get to finish it. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to make each day, each time, each time matter? As CEOs, we want to be working on top of our businesses. I got in the trap before when I was burnt out of doing a lot of the nitty gritty stuff that I didn't need to do. I did not need to go to the store to get coffee. I didn't need to do that, mm-hmm. you know, but I was doing it, you know, <laughs> I don't know why, but you know, just being mindful, like what things do you need to do that will make the biggest impact, not just for today, but for tomorrow. And oftentimes they're the most uncomfortable things, but we have to do them. We have to be like, okay, this needs to be done. Otherwise there's going to be a big problem. The Mm -hmm. other thing that I really find helpful with time management is delegating. I have assistants that work for me that take a lot of things off my plate. So I can do the things that only I can do. Mm-hmm. And that's important for time management. It so. is so important. And then being healthy and yeah. it starts with the mind. My mind is sharp. Mm-hmm. I'm able to see a challenge and quickly find possible solutions and work through them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm having that ca- catalog of information stored in my brain where I can access it when I need to. There you go. So and you talk about that, the power of self-care. So nurturing your mind, body, and soul. Yeah, it's, this is success is a mind game. I'm yet to meet a successful person who doesn't have it, at least largely here. Yeah. I don't have it there. So that's clearly what my. You're just too is. modest. <laughs> you wouldn't have lasted so, this long. You, you know that. Most uh, that's true. That's true. Cuts out after what, two years? Yeah, most oh, most podca- most podcasts fail actually after seven episodes. Yeah, um, yeah, eighty percent. You're what thirty? How many years? We're almost in two thousand. Okay. Yeah, sixteen years. So yeah, most podcasts fail at seven episode seven and eighty percent, and and then the twenty percent, another eighty percent fail by episode twenty. It's insane. There you uh, go. I'm up, I'm at over a hundred myself. So there okay. you go. Congratulations. You're, you're at the winner's scale. You actually are. You really are. It's funny. On the back. Good it's job. Funny. They, there's so many people that are like, I'm going to be a podcaster. I'm like, stop it. And I never would have thought that. They'll, they'll tell me, they'll tell me, uh, I have an idea for a podcast. And I'll be like, what is it? And they tell me, and I go, that's an episode. That's not a podcast. That's like, it's like you got a 30 minutes of material there. Like, that's exactly. Not, good luck that's building that into years. But final thoughts as we go out, how can people onboard with you, reach out to you, utilize your services, get to know you better, et cetera, et cetera? For sure. Holisticwellnessstrategies.com. Holistic with an H, wellness strategies. So there's three S's there, .com. And you will find me. There's a link on my page where you can book a, you know, a talk with me. We, the first you know, half an hour is on me. And after that, we can talk business. There you go. There you go. Tommy, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. There you go. And thanks, Manis, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Chris Voss, one on the tickety talkity, and the big LinkedIn newsletter and the 130,000 group over there as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.